I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Kia ora, everybody. Now me and Liv are taking a much needed break from Culture Vulture just for two weeks over the Christmas period. However, never fear, we are uploading some of our favorite episodes from the year so you can enjoy them before we see you again in the new year. We'll be back soon. Bye. Kia ora everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Culture Vulture. You are joined by me, Liv, and Lucy over here. Hi everyone, we got Liv to introduce it this week. We've done a little bit of role reversal. Honestly a bit nerve wracking, I don't know how you do it. It's not that easy, you've got to get really out of your head and just be like, what would a normal person say? Yeah, exactly. Record it. Imagine if we actually had a room of everyone that was listening. I would not be able to say anything, I would be absolutely frozen with fright. Oh my god, well thank you all for not showing us your faces as you listen because it allows us to be able to do it. But Lucy, you had something to plug at the start of this episode. Yeah, so we are obviously, we're always growing, we're always trying to make this business an actual functioning business and one of the ways that we are sort of moving up in this world is we have introduced something new called Cisco Supporters. So this is a way for us to just normalise paying for the media we love. Liv, our parents, when they were growing up, paid for newspapers, mm-hmm. paid for Sky TV, you know, like paid for the media that they wanted to consume. Fuck yeah, they did. As young people, we've had everything sort of given to us for free on social media. We've had access to so much stuff and it's great. It's meant that we can think about and care about a lot of things. But it does also mean that... Media, the media industry is struggling and and the media that you love is probably struggling. We have leveled up the way that if you love shit you should care about and you love listening to me and live each week and you want us to be able to record, record in a pod studio and research the shit out of everything we give you. And, and it goes for the Instagram, if you love the Instagram, or if you love the shit show, or if you love the daily newsletter, we now have a place where you can come and support either one-off or monthly or annually. Um, you can support us, and we would love you for it, and you're going to get some bonuses for the besties if you're a supporter. And honestly, the link's in our bio. You're going to be seeing it all through the newsletter and all over our Instagram. It's a new way that you can support the media you love or the people you love, if that's me and Liv. And you can help this continue to be our jobs, and it's the best thing ever. Yeah, and we would seriously appreciate you. I mean, we already we do. We already do, but just, like, more than you could even imagine. And also, you can just give whatever the fuck you want, whatever the fuck you can at that point in time. So yeah. it's kind so of a win-win situation. Go and check that out, and if you can, please, we're relying on you, please do come and support us. So, love. this week we're talking about something which I'm actually very excited to talk about because I wrote about it in the newsletter and then immediately was like to live. oh, actually, this is a bigger discussion. We should talk about it on Culture Vulture, which is goblin mode, which is like the (laughs) 
fucking buzzword of the time right now. The most Gen Z shit we could think of. most Gen Z shit ever. Um, Versus that girl, which again is sort of Gen Z and very like girl boss sort of vibes, which I would hope we're moving out of. Yeah, I mean, it's quite a fun discussion today. But as we always do, getting kind of into the gritty elements of that. But first, Lucy, I would love, love, love to hear what describes your week. So, okay, I told Liv off mic that she was going to hate me for what describes my week this week because it's a regurgitation of two of my past ones. Like, oh, my God. Okay, so it's the third time that I've mentioned Rosé because Rosé describes... To be honest, Rosé yeah. described our Saturday very much so. Very much so. And Taylor Swift 10-minute version of All Too Well oh my just God. describes our week. Honestly, so me and Liv got for Flo, who is like a character of She You Should Hear About at this point. Um, we got for her the... Fuck the patriarchy keychain, the Taylor Swift one um, for her birthday. Iconic. Iconic. She loves it. I I am jealous. I think it's so cool to have the actual fuck the patriarchy keychain that she sings about. And then um, we went to Waiheke Island for her birthday and it was just a theme the whole time. We had all these 10-minute bus rides and the way that we'd fill them, especially one of them when we had had a few to drink, a few rosés to drink. A few too many rosés, I think. Um, the boys got hold of the microphone somehow. It started off with a couple of speeches. Oh, my God. We had the cutest guy who was like, he wasn't the bus driver. He was like... Like looking after, yeah. The bus, I don't maybe? even know. Like working on the bus, and then he like comes over with this microphone, yeah. and is like, "You guys just go hard," and which so was a mistake on his such behalf. Such a mistake because we didn't realize that there was people up the top as well. No, so like we quite thought, a few, like a good like twenty yeah. to thirty people upstairs. We thought we were on this bus on our own, so we were like, "Right, we'll do some speeches for Flo," and then ten minutes to the next winery. So naturally, we do this acapella version of Taylor Swift's ten minute all too well. And the thing is, it's like it just didn't stop. Like, and we just. Went for it. Liv was harmonizing. I was smacking the table to get <laughs> some recording going. In there. Like honestly, but I did listen to the recording. One of our friends took a recording, and we sounded actually good. That's hilarious. But it was word for word perfect. No, it was so funny because it just felt like it didn't stop. I know. So. And then we got out of the car, and then all of the people upstairs were like walking to this winery with us, and it was just like, oh my oh. god, we are so vulnerable. Like, sorry, you've just heard, and like. All our emotion in the 10-minute version of All Too Well. Oh, really fun though, Liv. What describes your week, Dal? Um, So what describes my week is Paparazzi by Lady Gaga. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Oh, Such a good song. song. Um, oh, but yeah. also I had a camera and I was basically following everyone around capturing Every, literally everything every moment. I like I have this camera. Well, it's not even mine. It's my friend's. And I just take like... I kid you not, 300 plus photos on an outing just to it's hope. The best thing yeah, ever. just to hopefully get those five that I'm like, yes, yes, this the is moment. Beautiful. Yeah. And I feel like <laughs> the reason, so I loved, Liv took so many photos on this aforementioned day where we were drinking rose and singing, singing Taylor Swift. And I feel like, the reason that I'm okay with that is because I wasn't quite past that level of yeah. going full goblin. No, I wouldn't like yeah. try and, you know, no, get she... people in their, at their worst moments. But no. it's like, I was saying to Ruby, I was like, I don't even want to talk to people. I just way more enjoy watching people and capturing what they're doing. Yeah. And honestly, the photos turned out great. So yeah. we, we love it and uh, love having our own personal paparazzi mm-hmm. in the way of the creative genius that is Liv. Stop it, you. Liv, speaking of creative genius, I'm going to talk to you about Doja Cat. Ooh, segue and a half. I know, she's getting good. Now, Doja Cat um, has just announced that she's quitting music. 
And this is because of her so-called fans. Um, So I watched this all play out over Twitter, and honestly, it wasn't nice to see. And for me, it reflects the worst parts of the internet and the worst parts of fandom, which you will all know that I love fandom. I love fan of fandom. I'm a fan of fandoms. I'm a fan of being a fan. But... I am not uncritical in the way that I see fandom and how it can play out particularly on social media in just really awful ways. So basically Doja Cat cancelled a show in Paraguay due to severe flooding, like a severe weather event, something very much out of her control, extremely out of her control, and her fans from Paraguay just massively came for her on social media. And part of this was because she had just tweeted about, like, she loved her Brazil show, but she felt like she could have done better. And she was like, I'm I'm bringing out a really amazing wig for my Brazilian fans. Like, she was giving a lot of attention to Brazil, which I guess fans from Paraguay were like, well, why not us? I know, like, we're smaller and maybe we're not as exciting, but blah, blah, blah. I think they took it really personally. And then also a lot of fans had gone to her hotel Um, and waited in this severe weather event, which naturally Doja didn't go outside because not safe for anyone. Also, she didn't ask the fans to be there. I understand they're hurt and they're upset, but I am like, this is a little bit wild because you should be looking after yourself and not be standing in a flood. And like, regardless of what Doja Cat was doing, whether she was having a party with her crew, whether she was sleeping in her hotel room, whatever she was doing up there, none of our business. Not at all. It's really that parasocial relationship, isn't it? Yes. Between the the fans and the entertainer. Yeah, and, and like, honestly, I'm going to read you some of the tweets um, that she was replying to fans. I mean, I'm going to get into it in a second, but another element of this is the fact that it played out over social media, which is just not helpful for any of it. So some fans were obviously upset and tweeting her saying they were disappointed in her and like blah, blah, blah. And at one point she said, I don't give a fuck anymore. I fucking quit. I can't wait to fucking disappear and I don't need you to believe in me anymore. Everything is dead to me. Music is dead. And I'm a fucking fool for ever thinking I was made for this. This is a fucking nightmare. Unfollow me. And then she said, this shit ain't for me. So I'm out. Y'all take care. I'm not taking pictures again with anybody else after this tour. I moved on. I'm just going to let everyone be mad. I don't have to focus on anything because I quit. So a lot of them, if they sound random, it's because they were in responses to fans tweeting her. But the long and short of it is that she probably felt like she couldn't do right by anyone. And when the Twitter mob comes for you... I mean, there's like... I'm not really in two minds. That's not the right kind of way to go about it. But there are two sides to this of her... I'm kind of like... Probably not the best to do it in the moment, right? When Absolutely. you're like at peak emotion, like maybe her marketing team should have been like, okay, we'll just wait Absolutely. till tomorrow or whatever. It's sort of a yay conversation yeah, as well. exactly. But then it's so amazing to see that raw emotion mm-hmm. and like how it does impact, you know, humanizes Doja Cat. Yes. And shows that she is just a woman. Yes. Like any other woman and the pressure is too much and you're asking for way, way, way too much from her. And you're just feeling like you're owed way yes. too much from her. Which, it's like, your life is my life. Yeah. Like, you make shit for me. It's like, no, she makes shit for herself. Yes. And you The fact that you like, like it, it is, like, good for you. Like, you exactly. are benefiting from her art. And I'm just like, 
half of social media is amazing because it lets you humanize the person and it lets fans have access to someone that if that person wants to give them access, they can form a way stronger bond. They can know what they want. They can like really feel as one, not like they're singing to a void. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then also, like you just said, it, it means that you're, well, you're not even opening yourself up to it. Whether you like it or not, if you're on social media and you're a celebrity, people are going to feel like they're owed. People take advantage. They don't respect the lines that I guess social media blurs all lines, but there should probably be some. So she has sort of done a bit of a U-turn just in the way that she has been replying to fans this morning. Um, someone said, like, we're sorry for the things they said and how they treated you. And she replied saying, like, I wasn't any better, like sort of recognising that mm. she, as much as it was her right, like they were doing it to her, so it's her right to respond. Totally. Um, she was like, I probably shouldn't have done like it Like fighting there. fire with fire to an extent. Absolutely. And then someone tweeted her being like, you're massively discrediting all your work by doing this. I hate when people I say that. I hate that. It's so fucking patronising. It's like they're two different things. Absolutely. People used to say it about shit you should care about all the time when we posted about Harry Styles. It discredited every other world event we'd talked about, every other like concept we'd brought to the table. And it's judging people on like 1% of their actions and stuff. It's like It's just so flattening everything, right? It's, yeah. And so she said, I'm not discrediting myself. I work my ass off. I know that. It's tiring, but I'm not suffering because of people like you. My suffering comes from myself, not everybody else. It's my problem, but you guys always help me solve it when you support me the way you've been which I think is something she wouldn't have really wanted to say nah, like I reckon that someone I, else kind of I reckon there's like, a whole hey. other paragraph where you don't let the fans who really bullied you have an out like that yeah fuck yeah but, because now they've just taken and be like oh it's actually just she's said that she's overreacted mm, and we can carry on treating her that way yeah and it might be a way of her trying to take the high road because like the other like sort of nerdier part of this which I did write about in the newsletter is that like this enragement and this engagement is a win for the platform itself. Like the mm. like the fact that this happened on Twitter is like whoever Jack Dorsey or whoever fucking is profiting massively off Twitter, I think he's not the CEO anymore, so I don't know who it is now, but it's just like wringing their hands. Like yeah. ringing you It's know? so true. It's like the fans are losing out. Yep. Because they're losing out on, you know, the songs or whatever. And then she's losing, losing out. out. But they're fucking profiting. Yeah, and the fact is, I'm not even a huge Doja Cat fan. I don't know anything. Like, I don't follow her music closely. I see it on TikTok. I think she's wonderful. But I saw this because so many people in my algorithm or in my feed had liked it or a viral tweets like list I follow, like started bringing it to the top. And so then I was seeing Doja Cat's quitting music and all these people are having takes on it. But I'm not even a fan of her, but now I know about it. So now I have a take on it and we're talking about it. It's just like For the sure. platform is winning. Yeah, because it's serving it to people that wouldn't necessarily be interested in it. And now we are. And now we think we have all this like knowledge and like blah, blah, blah to have a take on it. And like we obviously. And really all we've seen is a couple of tweets. Exactly. Yeah. And so we're choosing to give it a bit more context. However, exactly. so many people online are just, they would have been in the exact same position as me, but I'm lucky because I have a newsletter to write about it and look exactly. deeper. Exactly, and, they and would you just... have the resources to go yes. and search it up. Yeah. Another really interesting thing when um, I was looking at taking a pulse check of what actual people on like were thinking, actual Doja Cat fans were thinking, not just like this minority of really loud ones, Um and one tweet that I wanted to read out, which is interesting in fandoms, because often there can be a lot of like racism in fandoms, like mm. within. 
This Doja Cat situation proves what I've known for a long time. If black people aren't entertaining non-black people or commodifying themselves, they aren't seen as worthy of respect. And the minute they express human emotions, the racism jumps out from people who call themselves fans. And I think that's because just a lot of people were bandwagoning on and a lot of white people were bandwagoning on and Doja Cat is like this amazing rapper, singer, woman of colour, whatever she wants to be. Doesn't mm-hmm. She shouldn't even have to like be all those things for us to respect her. But they're like, as soon as she does something for herself, we're not giving her the grace that maybe we would give someone like Taylor Swift or someone else that was like, I can't do this performance. It's almost like the entitlement of the, us to of be white people, yeah. of us as white people that we feel because that's the privilege that we have always held. So I know. Like, why can't we have what we want? Exactly. And I just, I just think, and then there was other tweets being like, it's just wild that her hotel got leaked, her privacy got leaked, and fans went to it, and then like the fans are now cancelling her for 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 their decision to go and wait outside. How can you cancel someone? Or trying or, to cancel or whatever they're trying to outside in a storm and they don't come out. They never said they were coming. Like, that's yeah. on you, Dal. And there was just a lot of slurs being thrown around at Doja Cat as well. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Like, suddenly and, turning. Like, you're obviously hardcore fans if you're waiting out in the rain. And yes. then suddenly when you don't get what you want. I know. I know. It's just like, we now hate you. So it's a really interesting conversation. Ugh, and it is just like. So icky. It's, yeah, I know. It's just that we, we talk about this time and time again. We, we are not owed anything from anyone who has graced us with their art to the world. Like, they've given us enough. That's a gift. My next story. Oh, so that's naughty. That's naughty. Totally naughty. Totally naughty. And and Doja Cat, I don't think she'll quit music. I feel like that was an in-the-moment thing. But it's like, of course, in the moment, you're going to be like, what can I do to try and show these people that I'm human? And it's taken away the thing. just run. (laughs) I know. Just delete everything. Mm -hmm. And then we're losing out, so. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Anyway, my next um, story, Kevin and Frankie Jonas have a new reality TV show. This is hilarious. This, to me, is so funny. Last week in the news that I wrote about how I loved the Jonas Brothers, and so many of you did too. And then last night when I was like, shit, I need some like stuff to talk about this week, I saw on Deadline that Kevin, who is the often forgotten Jonas Brother, and Frankie, the bonus Jonas, um, are starting... <laughs> A reality TV show. And it's really interesting. It's called Claim to Fame. To be honest, I'm kind of interested in, oh in watching it. Well, how old's Frankie now? So Frankie must be like 22 or 23. Yeah. And he went viral on TikTok for a time. So the, the series, here's the quote from the article. The series will challenge 12 celebrity relatives to step outside their famous family member's shadow and live together under one roof, concealing their identity and lineage in the quest for their own fame and That's fortune. That's hilarious because it's obviously exactly what Kevin and... Who Frankie? Frankie, the, Jonas, <laughs> the bonus one. 
<laughs> the bonus Jonas are doing because they're always in the shadow yes. of Nick and Joe. It's just them projecting, like, how can we actually make something either fun or profit yeah. off of the way like, we've I always get it, But it's just really fucking funny. Also funny that it's Kevin's second reality TV I know. show. And I did used to slurp up Married to Jonas every Married week. Married to Jonas. <laughs> oh, Married to Jonas. And Frankie did have some cameos in that. That's true. God. So the way I see it is that obviously everyone knows who um, Kevin and Frankie are. And I might, I, there's not that many details on it and I could be wrong. But the way I see it is like they are the ringleaders. Like they are hosting it or whatever. It's their baby. But then they've got all these other celebrity siblings in the house who don't know who each other are because it said they were concealing their identities, right? Yeah. So I'm like, you must be kind of really low profile, like celebrity siblings for us, for everyone not to know who each other is in the house. And it's like, are their identities concealed to each other or are they concealed to us as a viewer? Well, that's the thing. But like, surely it's just a Google away. Surely (laughs) Surely. everything is these days. And it's just, we are (laughs) owed insight into those celebrity siblings' lives. Like, (laughs) we should know. So apparently they um, are going to be trying to avoid elimination. They will be winning 100K in prize money and they will be staking their own claim to fame. Do you think Phineas will be in it, living in the shadow of Billy Eilish? No, he, no, he's, he's done pretty well. Deal. Yeah. Actually, I heard the cutest snapshot of something he said the other day, and it was like someone in an interview had said to him, um, you're now not just known as Billy Eilish's brother. Like, you've got your own name for yourself. You're an amazing producer. And he said... All I've ever wanted to be is Billie, Billie Eilish's, Eilish's brother. brother. Oh. She was like, I loved her so much. I love her so much. She's my number one like priority yeah. and I love working with her. And he was like, it's all I want to be. So That's so cute because he's always reiterated that sentiment, I, know. I feel. Like I've seen quite a few interviews where people have been like, you know, said something along those lines and Billy's been there and it's like, literally, I'm just so proud of you. Yeah, like, he literally is like, I just want to make music. He's fucking... Grammy winning producer. Yeah. And he couldn't go. Because he has so much creative control in her oh, shit. Like it would feel, you know, amazing. Fine. Yeah. yeah. So go off. Anyway, um, that's nice for them. Stepping out of the shadows back to Frankie and Kevin. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> what's his name? Frankie again? and the fucking third one that plays the guitars, curly hair, married. Kevin, to you need the show. We can't even remember your name. Yeah, so true. You couldn't remember Frankie's and then no. I couldn't remember Kevin's. Oh, sorry, Kevin. We do love you. And Frankie, or the other one. (laughs) Anyway, Liv, speak to me about that girl and speak to me about that goblin. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my goblin. Deep in the trenches of the TikTok trends this week. Um, Yeah, so we're kind of talking about that girl versus, oh, my God, I've read him, versus Gossip Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. Versus Goblin Girl. Goblin Mode. Goblin Mode. Yeah. Okay. Goblin girl versus mode. goblin mode. Jesus, both words were wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Gossip girl, nothing to do. <laughs> Great show, though. Yeah, good show. I th- think we should start with what actually is that girl. Mm-hmm. I've written the girl. Oh my God. Oh my God. What are these notes today? Okay, Liv should be talking from her brain and not from her notes no, today. I know. <laughs> okay, so challenge. who is that girl, Liv? So what is that girl? That girl is a trend that sort of took over from the girl boss, yes. the grind culture, the kind of hustle culture trend that yes. really took over social media in the last kind of like 
decade, yeah. I'd say. Um, it consists of waking up early, working out, drinking a matcha latte, and journaling your gratitude all before you go to your nine to five. It's literally that like rise and grind, bestie. It is. You have the same amount of hours in the day as Beyonce, which exactly. we've all heard people say. Totally, all weeks. based on how productive you can be, but also kind of like mixed in with that self love, like yes. self discipline, yes. like I'm going to treat my body I'm, as a temple, yeah. that whole thing. But there are a lot of arguments um, about how it actually has some sinister roots in capitalism and maladaptive perfectionism. Maladaptive, which basically just means kind of like not very helpful perfectionism, right? It it just is incredibly toxic, especially for someone that isn't a thin white woman. Fuck yes, and that's the other thing. Always thin white woman. Yeah. Always. Always people that can throw their hair into a messy bun and afford to get an $8 green juice and like, you know. like And that thrives in a two-piece cute activewear set. Absolutely. And it's like, in your real life, you totally do that, but it's just we don't need to be showing other people that that's what they should be doing Yeah, and that has enough money to buy $200 Nikes or whatever. So this has risen in popularity on TikTok since kind of April 2021. Some videos have having almost 8 million views and they are sort of like encouraging the viewer to become that girl. It's Mm -hmm. like how I became that girl, how you can become that girl. And then some YouTubers... Some YouTubers have also joined the bandwagon. Um, However, creators are sort of warning people to be cautious of this trend because of what we sort of just discussed. Um, And so from this trend, an anti-trend has sort of occurred, which is goblin mode, um, which is the antithesis of... Is that the right, yes, right word? Yes, perfect. I just think that's great oh, word. The you are that girl right now. Oh, with your that girl. I know. Thank you. Thank you. It's all I've ever been. <laughs> um, so what is goblin mode? So it's actually been traced way back to 2009, oh. but it went viral when Julia Fox and Ye broke up, not to bring it back to Ye again, um, but there was a fake headline that said that the two broke up because Ye didn't like it when Julia went into goblin mode. That was literally the title. I was about to say, mm-hmm. I hope that this is where we've started the convo because, yeah. um, again, this isn't what this podcast is for, but um, if we're talking about the media, this is a great way of showing how fake news creates like something completely new. It's just the cycle of this thing's fake, but now we've made it into something real. real. And it's like in Barrow and every journalist is writing about it. And so true because yes. it's all we want to consume. And the media We're is talking what's about making it a thing. Yes. And it wasn't really it even wasn't a thing, even a thing. It was place. a photoshopped headline yeah. that went viral on Twitter. Literally. Um, but however, Juliet... Julia actually assures the media that she never even used the term, which just reiterates our point that we just made, right? Yeah. Um, it's a fake cycle. We're living in just this fake reality. <laughs> yeah. I thought this kind of explanation of what Goblin Mode is from The Guardian was quite funny. So this is quoted. So the term embraces the comforts of depravity, spending the day in bed watching 90-day 90 Day Fiancé on mute while scrolling endlessly through social media, pouring the end of a bag of chips into your mouth, downing downing Eggo toaster waffles with hot sauce over the sink because you can't be bothered to put them on a plate, leaving the house in your pyjamas and socks only to get a single Diet Coke from the bodega. It's, so it's literally me um, one out of seven days a week. Yeah, one out of seven. Sundays, you're fucking hungover. Yeah. You don't want to leave your bed. You're ordering yeah. Uber Eats and you're not opening your curtains. Yeah, basically. And, and probably most of us. And like... I never thought I was a goblin no, until reading this. Until now, apparently. And now I just put myself just in this box. Oh, goblins. I mean, I even said today, I'm in fucking goblin mode. Yeah. Well, um, me and Liv walked in here and I, I was sort of like, 
Um, Liv, I think you're goblin mode today and I'm that girl. <laughs> yeah, I'm the fucking big sweater and Lucy's like, put her earrings in. <laughs> but even that is like, we're treating it as such a joke, but it's not even a joke that people could start being like, oh my God, I think less of myself because I'm in a big hoodie today. Because I'm feeling like a goblin. These, like, yeah. I wasn't feeling like a goblin. No. I was feeling like a cute, like, normal. You know, yeah. Then I said, you're in goblin mode. And she was like, and holy was like, oh shit, God, I'm okay. in a box now. If that's how you see me. Um, so it also represents the fact that we have moved away from that sort of like cottage core trend yeah. of the pandemic. Like yes. that whole, we're in lockdown. We need yes. to make everything super homely. We're baking sourdough. Yes. We're embroidering shit, whatever that is. So it's yes. kind of, kind of view it as like people are almost kind of like giving up right they're like well it's a sign of the times and it is like there was all those articles about the vibe shift which really it was just describing that yes the world changes and right now we're in this weird moment where we're recognizing the change as it happens yes and you're so right Liv goblin mode is just like the post-pandemic cottage core aesthetic yeah it's it's just like we've given up that over who were we doing that for? We're fatigued. Yeah, we suddenly realised, like, okay, this may not have an end date to it. Yes. Like, we thought we thought we'd be in lockdown for a month top. Yeah. Like, you know, we'd have this cute little home vacay. And yes. It's not how it turned out. So it's kind of like, are these trends super toxic? Are they helpful? Like, what is <laughs> yeah. up with these trends? So some people have actually said about the, the, the that girl trend that it makes them feel more motivated and more in control of their lives and that it's given them a sense of routine that has given them stability and purpose. So that's, you know, probably like a whatever percentage of people. Yeah. Whereas the others have said that the trend, all it does is make them feel bad about themselves and that they crumble under, under the pressure of trying to be perfect and having everything in order and feeling like they have to live their lives in such yes. a strict, structured way that like yes. goes against what they actually want to do. It's and, and it's like it's masked in like positivity and like yes. you can do this and X, Y, and Z. And it's like... That only makes you feel worse for not getting up at 6 a.m. And, like, you know, maybe having a, a health reason that you can't get up at 6 a.m. Or just for sure. And then so feeling much. less than as a person if you're not mm. drinking a matcha every morning and not mm. saying that you're grateful for this, that, and the other. Even though you might throughout your day think, oh, my God, I love my friends. Mm. Oh, my God. Like, that just, counts too. It, you don't have to fucking write it down to, yeah. you know. It's just a less black and white version of what Instagram used to be, used to be when you, yes. like, compare yourself to this model or this influencer and I feel like we don't really we've learned enough that we don't really look at someone and then be like oh I need to look like that but it's like a softer version of that now no, like it with is. these videos on TikTok it's like it's almost masked and trying to be helpful 100% but it's the same thing and it's when it's like I am blatantly prescribing to the that girl trend and I'm going to teach you how to become that girl as well and it's like that is sending me the message that I'm not good enough yes. how I am. Yes. That I've constantly got to change. That I've constantly got to work towards something. What that something is, I don't fucking know. Yes. Because we never actually get there. Like, and I'm someone that I totally believe in self-improvement. Like, oh, I've yeah. read a fair few, you know, self-help yeah. books in my time. And I think it's really helpful to be cognizant of, like, how you're living your life and what habits you've kind of got in place and whether they're making you feel good or bad Mm -hmm. but this is just like so prescribed and if you're recording it and broadcasting it then you just need to think why am I doing this like is it for me to keep hold account of myself which like absolutely for some people I'm sure it is or is it because I'm still looking for that validation from elsewhere? So I'm obviously not self-improving my life in the right way because I'm still looking for outside validation. A hundred percent. And yeah, I've kind of got a theory that I'll go into oh, a little nice. later on terms of like that social validation. Yeah. Um, 
But also, like, for those who say that, yeah, well, like, goblin mode, you know, it's fixing all of that. Like, you know, we're giving ourselves the freedom to be whoever we are and do whatever the fuck we want. It's like, yes, to a point. Again, to a point. Like, you know, the theory of that girl is good to a point. And, like, goblin mode is like, okay, yeah, it's great on a Sunday, lie in bed, eat chips all day, like, feel like shit, but in that kind of, like, really satisfying way. I needed this. Yeah, take all of the pressure off of yourself. But it's like, we shouldn't have all of the pressure off of it off of ourselves at all times because you'll just do nothing everything in moderation everything in moderation and so these people are being like okay yeah like i'll fucking smoke weed all the time like i'll do whatever i want i'll drink whatever i want i like won't get up but it's like you're not gonna feel happy you're not gonna feel happy at the end of the day like we all do need a little bit of self-discipline in our lives to Mm. actually feel happy like everyone has a bit of self-discipline like Mm. we all well most of us go to work right that's self-discipline so when people say i've got no self-discipline as though like it's something that you can't actually you know create or like get better at it's kind of like i think you're just kind of letting yourself off the hook yeah i also think what the point that you're making so well right here without actually saying this is that it's like you shouldn't have to be one thing or the other Mm -hmm. and we also there is no reason that we have to fit into one of these two labels it's like the dumbest thing ever that it's it's like are you that girl or are you goblin mode it's like no you're neither you're actually just you and you do multiple things and live multiple different ways exactly like how can you not how can you not say that it's the exact same thing right like you're pushing yourself into living one certain way even though people say well goblin mode is whatever you want it to be but it's still the the crux of it is still to take off all the pressure, take off all the accountability. Yeah. Um, I get that, like, you know, maybe people that really struggle to kind of, like, let loose and, like, not judge themselves. Like, yeah, it's so great to be able mm. to, like, look shit, feel kind of shit. And we've had a hard few years. Like, I get oh, where people are needing totally. this validation like, from. you know, eat shit some of the time, but it's not going to make you happy if you're doing that every day. So, loose. back to my theory, I'm kind of like – a trend's the new religion in mm. terms of, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just, I'm really interested in psychology. I'm really interested in kind of asking why we are so invested in these trends to the point where they actually dictate mm-hmm. our lives, right? So I was thinking that back in the day when everyone was really religious, the Bible was basically the guide to how to live your life, right? Mm-hmm. Like as a human, we've always relied on something greater than ourselves to show us how to live as mm-hmm. there's no roadmap to life and there's so many different ways mm-hmm. to do everything that it's fucking confusing right mm-hmm. like or like we kind of you know follow the people around us and whatever um i really do think that people are kind of looking for someone or something to tell them how to live their lives and then seeking validation for that way of life mm-hmm. and then a lot of people are now turning to tiktok as a sort of form of social validation because we're literally evolved to rely on social validation like we've always lived in groups whether it's been it's usually like small villages right and that's why we care so much about gossip is because it's actually kind of a mechanism to make sure that we're not going to be left out of the group and therefore not survive Mm. so I think TikTok is a way to like have that still happening fulfill that gap and turn Mm. to that social validation because you can literally see how other people living their lives and you're like oh that must be the way to do it right i yeah i have um i haven't thought about this in terms of trends being the new religion but i've Mm -hmm. thought about it in terms of like 
fandom because mm-hmm. people are going elsewhere to get meaning yes. and community, like is what yeah. you're talking about. Also, I thought about it in terms of influences because you're saying we all want someone to tell us how to live our life. For sure. And as much as we are like, I can do it myself, like I'm my own individual person, like there's a level of us that likes to be influenced by what we're seeing, sure. by this voice of God. It's a human need. Yeah. Like, we've always thought, you know, not to get too deep and philosophical, but it is like we've always needed to assign meaning to our lives. Mm. And I think with social media, it's like we kind of have lost that a bit and it is the crux of human beings, right? Like to we need don't, meaning. Yeah, to need meaning and to be accepted and to not feel lost and yeah. to have purpose. So that's why people turn to spirituality. That's why people turn to astrology now. A lot mm-hmm. of people are saying it's like the new religion because we need something to cling onto. And yeah, I just think it's so interesting that we literally will watch a couple of videos and be like, okay, that's, that's how me. That's me. That's how I'm going to do yes. it. And I'm going to be that girl. Yeah. And I'm going to be happy because those people are happy and yeah. they're doing this. And and like a lot of, I mean, this is not a hot take because it's mm. like what you're talking about, but Less and less young people actually subscribe to any type of religion, yes. so they actually have this void. It is a void. Which can be filled by, like, trends and influences and fandoms and the books you love. And, like, we're also, it's, it's the, like, less of us being religious and way more content for us to consume and, like, way more being available to us at the touch of, like, a button that... It makes so much sense that we have this really fragmented, like, who am I? Am I that girl? Am I goblin mode? Am I blah, blah, blah? Because it's like you have no one thing you subscribe to, which you shouldn't need. But instead, we have 20 million random silly little things. Yeah, that we and we're jumping to. from one to the other and just getting more and more confused because yeah. it's like there's so many. And it's not our fault. No, it's not our fault. It's really not our fault. It's like this human need, but it's like the way that kind of the place we are in the world at the moment is so interesting Uh, yeah i i fully agree i mean we just need something to fill that void and that that thing is anything and everything totally and as you said earlier it's like with the recording of it the concept of how to live your life is being flattened because it's on a screen and because of social media it's just accelerating so fast like there have always been aspirational lives that we've looked up to Mm -hmm. right like movies people Mm -hmm. in books like people on the news or whatever but because of social media and now we're seeing real life people rather than characters so there was always that kind of like yeah but it's in a movie but it couldn't be me it couldn't couldn't be me me. yeah exactly like couldn't do that that's fake sort of thing but now it's like okay real people were doing this shit but it's still low-key fake it's It's still still so curated yeah it's still so curated it's still so flattened it's still that highlight reel that we always talk about. Um, and it's still these people doing it for their inner dopamine rush. Yeah. Like it's still the, these people doing it for their own validation. Yeah. As much as we do love them and we do consume it, it's yeah. like everyone has their own like intentions and motivations behind doing totally. it. And it's probably some people's are your... super, super pure, but some people's are kind of driven by ego. And I think that we can't be naive to that statement. It, oh, 100%. TikTok, like as a thing is about filming yourself and thinking that other people will care about it, which is like ego, right? Yeah, it is ego. And you have to have kind of some level of ego to think that the way you're living your life is how other people should live their lives, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, that's kind of all I've got on the subject. Okay, well, I've got a few more points then. Um, Just some things. One thing that I wrote about in the the news that I've spoken to Liv a a little bit about is that, like, goblin mode – to me feels like it's tied really closely to when you're feeling depressed or feeling yeah. like in the worst parts of your life. And I don't want to go as far to say that goblin mode it either romanticizes it or it really discredits people who who can't 
get up or disable people, or we've both read this um, article in Refinery29 about what it's like for a disabled person to read about goblin mode and know that they've been living their whole lives like that and it's never been a funky, quirky trend. Like, no, exactly. It, like it's now socially acceptable to be yes. like that. And I've seen a lot of people with, um, you know, invisible illnesses yes. or um, elongated illnesses that are saying this about COVID-19 and kind of like long COVID mm-hmm. and how that's now getting a lot of airtime and people are taking that seriously. Mm. And it's like, but they weren't, before but now it's like a mainstream thing yeah and it's affecting more people I guess that's how you know the media works but it's like so it's like we've given this we've come up with goblin mode or everyone's talking about goblin mode and it's either people that are in a really hard time of their life are looking at it and thinking why are they making light of this Uh or it's people that have lived their lives with an invisible illness for so long and again being like why are you making light of this yeah or it's like Oh, like if you're feeling really low, maybe you're like, no, it's fine. I'm just yes, in goblin mode. That's and it's enabling it. What so I was gonna say, there's like a few different ways that yeah. there's no one way of thinking, as we always talk about. And I'm like, giving a stupid name to something very real for a lot of people. I don't know if it's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, like it kind of makes light of it, which in some ways you think, oh, maybe it's like destigmatizing it. But then it's also like it'd be destigmatizing it if you said we've been in a lockdown for three years and we are actually depressed and a, do- a doctor has diagnosed. Do- and, and Why don't this we talk is, about that? Yeah, and this is how it's affecting us. But then I'm also going to see a psychologist yeah. once a fortnight or whatever to try and help me feel better about yes. myself and about my life. So if we, if, we, if we erased goblin mode and put, I am feeling really low and I'm going to get help and here's how I'm doing it. I know it's not as like flashy or shareable or viral, yeah. but it's like that would be... This is the thing because I really feel like... With a lot of TikTok trends and with this goblin mode, it really feels to me that although obviously there's this huge pressure to be perfect and we absolutely should not have that pressure, but you still need a level of accountability in your life to yes. be happy. Yes. And I do feel like it's you need running, some responsibility over yeah, yourself. Yeah, it's running the dangerous territory of being like, well, everyone else is doing it, so yeah. I'm just going to kind of like do whatever the yeah. fuck I want and it's fine because it's goblin mode. And also it's funny because we've had this big conversation we've taken it obviously to quite a serious place. We know that people are smarter than to be like, oh, it's goblin mode. Oh, fine, I'm going to quit my job and blah, blah, blah. We yeah. respect all of you and we know that that's not the way it works. But if we strip it right back and like what you're saying, like if we are also obsessed with these labels and these trends yeah. and we did all subscribe to them in the way that they're wanting us to, that's what it would yeah, be like. exactly. It's like, again, we're talking about how who's winning in this kind of discussion. Yes. It's TikTok. It's the social media platform yes. because it's getting engagement and is it actually helping the people? I don't know. But there is that element of like it is kind of humorous. I mean, like there was this quote in the – there was this quote in The Guardian, and it's like, it's cool to be a goblin. Everyone is so perfect all the time online. It's good to get in touch with that strange little creature that lives inside of you. Like, which hell I get yeah. that. Like, cute. Yeah. Like, and also, we know that some, some things can just be light and fun, and, like, these can, yeah. but it's just, it's more the, like, why do we need to give names to everything totally. as humans? And, and why do we need to give fun, quirky names to actual what could be real things? And I think it's so important to not live with your head in the sand. Yes, there's always a light element to everything and it is funny and whatever, but you can't just pretend that there's not that sinister root. Yeah, you can't. like why you're recording yourself or yeah. why did you write an article about being a goblin or why did this fake article from Julia Fox go viral in the first place? Like there's always a bit more. Yeah, because if we don't think about these things and they snort can snowball into something kind of like 
Well, then we have the girl boss era. We have that whole like we work. Grind, grind, yes. grind, hustle, and then burnout. We've seen we've seen that girl boss era leads to burnout era, and now we're going to have like goblin mode era leading, leading to, to like no one ever works and no yeah. society doesn't function. We need to every company shutting down so, because their employees won't get out of bed. <laughs> goblin mode equals end of world, and that girl equals like you just feel really left out if you can't get up at six yeah, a.m. and exactly. drink a matcha. You just feel shit about yourself all the time. Yes. Leads to a pandemic of low self esteem. Yes, <laughs> honestly. Liv, I'm not going to lie. This could be one of our most, like, genius chats yeah. we've ever had. Yeah, just ever had all of society's problems. But I do feel like now that we've unpacked all of society's problems, um, I do want to know next time you're in goblin mode what you're going to be watching while, like, Love eating your cheese out of the that. Um, so what I'm going to be watching while I'm on my, <laughs> in I'm my in goblin mode, mode, sitting on my bed with my pile of dirty clothes. And I'm feeling fine about it. three-day-old socks. Um <laughs> I'm going to be watching the new TV series that Taika Waititi stars in called Our Flag Means Death. Have you heard about this? Yes, because Reese Darby's in it yes, as well. Yes, I was yeah. going to say, it also stars Reese Darby and it was created by a guy called David Jenkins. Um, it was released on the 3rd of March, but I only heard about it a couple of days ago. I saw it on TikTok. Oh, did you? That pirate. <laughs> I'm going to become that, that pirate. pirate. Um, yeah, so I'm really intrigued because it kind of sounds like something, I mean, yeah, it's about pirates and loosely based off the life of a guy from 1717, um, which isn't boring as hell, but it's not usually my genre. Yeah. Seems like something that I think they're going to make it fun. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's on your radar, Liz? On my radar is, I've actually started watching it, but I want to finish it. Um, Olivia Rodrigo's Driving Home to You. Oh my God. I really want to see that. Yeah. So it's on Disney Plus and me and Flo started watching it and just, she does different versions of the songs that we all know and love cool. and like I just say it's fucking cool. And it I, cool? I just yeah, okay, it's cool, cool. as yeah. it's like I've only watched a little bit so I'm really not wanting to yeah. judge it. But there's one conversation she has with she has with Jacob Collier, which is really yeah. good. I do think it's random of her to be doing a documentary style thing with all her like recording like yeah. earlier so early in her career. I agree. Like I'm kind of like, who is whose idea was this? Yes, I and think it's to capitalize off of how well Sal was done. Yeah, which is fair. And like, I'm kind of like, is it going to be a bit squeaky clean sort of thing? It's, but yeah, I mean, it's from what I've seen, she's like in her feels. It feels quite clean because it's done through Disney, and obviously yeah. she was on High School Musical, the musical, the True. series. Yeah. So there's that. Disney image, which I just wonder if she'd waited and done. You know the blockbusters that were Justin Bieber, Never Say Never, that yeah. This Is Us, One Direction, the Katy Perry documentary. Like, if you just hold off, you can make a way, like, fuller and richer documentary. Yeah, exactly. Kind of going from this is where I was and this is where yeah. I am now, whereas she's still sort of in that she's, era. Yeah. So, I mean, this is just about, it's basically just a live performance, but it's got little bits in between. But I did think, random of you to do this so early and there are some definite other powers at B wanting you to do it. Mm. And then me and Liv also have just put on our radar, thanks to our wonderful producer Tiahi, Lizzo's reality TV show that I talked about in um, one of the past episodes as yeah. Did I? Or no, did we I did. No, yeah, we definitely we did. did. Yeah. It was a naughty or nice, and it was really nice. So we need to start watching that. It's called Watch Out for the Big Girls, and honestly, I'd rather watch the Big Girls than the That Girls. Same, <laughs> and I think that is a good place to end it. Thank you, as always, for listening, for listening to me and Liv's random rants. Please, please, please come and become a Cisco supporter. You can see how to do that in the show notes or in the morning newsy. Or on our Instagram, it's there. If you want to support, you can find it. 
Thank you, as always, to our wonderful producer and show recommender, Tiahe Butler. Thank you to you, love, for joining me. Thank you to you, Lucy. I'm going to go and goblin my way out of here. I'm going to go and gobble up. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.